like, yeah. they're like, I'm not changing myself to meet a guy. And it's like, bitch, no one is saying change yourself. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Harley Bang Bang. And I'm Sarah, and welcome to our latest episode of Love, Life, and Liquor. Um, how's it been going the last couple of weeks? I feel like we haven't got too much of a chance to talk the last couple of weeks. I know. Uh, it's been going all right. I'm still added on Bumble, which is going about as well as you can. <laughs> <It's> Bumble. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly what you remember it being. Although I did come across a hilarious profile that I wanted to share with you and all of our listeners to give you an example of how a good profile can be done. So this guy wrote, and it's in response to a Bumble prompt, which asks, mm. as a child, I was really into. Okay. His response is, as a child, I was really into fire trucks. I wanted to be a fire truck, not a firefighter, just a straight up fire truck. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great answer to a question like that. I have. I was sold said, immediately. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I always have mixed feelings on those Bumble questions because I do think that they can be helpful at times, but it's also like a direct ripoff of Hinge. Mm. And I feel like the Bumble questions are not always as good as the hinge question. So I was yeah. always kind of like, I don't know. I feel like people are filling these in just to show they did, which is good that you're making the effort and not having a blank profile. But some yeah. of the answers are just so boring. Um, that one is definitely a standout <laughs> answer. I like, I like that. It sold me immediately. And for context, this guy is 26 years old. Um, and he is like in a band he sort of looks like machine gun kelly and oh, I, I'm, no, I, I, no no i'm no i'm sold immediately so I, need, I, I need to hook up with him right I away like that you told me privately that you matched with someone with machine gun kelly vibes but you withheld this amazing profile <laughs> So our listeners could hear it too. So yes, you know, I saved it for you just for the episode. Yes, you're welcome, listeners. You're really like <laughs> impacting the funny information I get on the day to day because it just gets saved. So now um, you see why I matched with that. Uh, yeah, I was giving a hard veto to the Machine Gun Kelly vibes, but I my heart has softened a little bit hearing <laughs> that, hearing that question response. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like the only guy who's actually asking me questions Ugh. and engaging in a conversation. He Ugh. is in the, he is in the one top the 1%. 1%. <laughs> yeah. So you know what, maybe 26 year old machine gun Kelly guys are where it's at. Maybe, I mean, if someone like that got Megan Fox, clearly they have something Ugh. going for them. I guess. Uh, I don't want to talk about them. They make me so uncomfortable as a, <laughs> as a unit, like not even, and not either of them as an individual, yeah. but as a unit, they just make me so uncomfortable. Uh, whatever that meme was, that was like, she's clearly just draining the life force out of him and that's how she stays so hot or whatever <laughs> like that's like how I feel except I feel like my life force is drained by like reading about them or looking at photos of them <laughs> like I just get I, it just gives me such a weird vibe but if they're happy good good for them I hope they're happy um well, Everyone, here's the thing. Know. Here are my thoughts on the Machine Gun Kelly slash Pete Davidsons of the world and why they get such hot women because everyone thinks it's like this huge mystery. I just feel like they have 
zero like defensiveness about them. They're super mm-hmm. secure in who they are as men. They have nothing to prove to like, they're not the type to be like, well, not all men do this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they will happily hold your purse for you without causing a fuss. And they will be generous in bed. I'm like a hundred percent confident on that front. I guess that's true. I had never thought about that in terms of machine gun Kelly. I feel like Pete Davidson. I also don't fully understand why everyone is so confused by him. Like, I don't, I don't think I like, I'm not attracted to him, but I feel like if I met him in person, I could be like, he's like funny enough. And he has the qualities that you're saying. And I feel Mm -hmm. like in person, he probably is like a, a fun person to be around. And, um, yeah, probably has all those good dating qualities as well. So I've always been a little confused by people's extreme confusion, confusion towards him. Cause I'm like, there was a tweet at one point that was like, everyone's so confused. Um, how Pete Davidson gets these women. Have you ever considered he might just be nice? <laughs> <laughs> And men are like, no, no, that can't be it. Well, because men are no. like, nice guys finish last. Like that can't be it. That can't be driving quality. So yeah, they there's a confusion there, which probably is unfounded. But I guess you you make valid points about Machine Gun Kelly. Point taken. Yeah, I, I'm into it. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, just a little side note before we yes. launch. Into if anyone, if anyone, yeah, about. if anyone wants a lens into what our regular conversations are like on the day to day, that's pretty much how they go. That was not <laughs> planned at all. But uh, <laughs> you're welcome, guys. Um, but yes, uh, on the note of dating, um, we thought today we would spend some time talking about bad dating advice, bad dating advice, especially that seems very popular at times. Mm, Um, we've both, you know, been talking about dating on Twitter for several years now. Um, obviously it's also something you talk about, you know, with your other friends outside of Twitter too. And I feel like there's just bad advice all around (laughs) and (laughs) wanted to spend some time, um, talking about that today. So yeah. And the source of this bad advice, I will say is it it's very inconsistent. Like some are come from married folks who met their Mm -hmm. partners at 21 in university. And some bad advice comes from fellow single people. Some are in relationships like it. it, So I will say, I I think the source of it can come really from anyone. It's probably Mm well-intentioned, but um, there's a lot of bad advice. Yeah, no, I think it's almost always well-intentioned. And obviously like we're mostly going to be speaking generally, most advice Mm -hmm. is always a case by case basis. So I'm sure that there are some scenarios (laughs) where these tidbits (laughs) might be appropriate, but in general, they're just not. So with that said, um, yeah, what's the first thing that came to your mind when we decided to talk about this? Okay, so this one's gonna maybe be a little controversial, but just hear me out, guys. Um, there seems to be this, this idea floating out there that you don't need to change yourself at all for a man. And if someone doesn't like you, like it's their loss, you're great. And you know, like it's never you. And I like, listen, I'm not saying you should change yourself for someone else. Um, that's definitely not (laughs) the advice I'm putting out there. 
but I don't know that it's accurate to always say that it's never you, that you don't have any tweaks you could be making to improve your situation and your dating experiences. So I, I think just such a blanket statement is it's inaccurate. And I think it's just unfair to, to a single person who doesn't want to be single. They're not having success. Like you are the common denominator in your dating experiences. And while I get, there's a lot of shitty people out there. There's definitely a lot of shitty guys out there. If you're a single woman, I think it's always valuable to self-reflect and think about where can I be making some improvements? Like, am I coming off a little bit too strong and aggressive? You know, am I maybe being a little bit too passive and shy? You know, like think about the tweaks you can make so that you can improve your chances of meeting someone without sacrificing who you are. And like, I think people look at it as an all or nothing. Yeah. They're like, they're like, I'm not changing myself to meet a guy. And it's like, bitch, no one is saying change yourself. (laughs) We're saying just enhance yourself. Also show the best version. (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I also think like, I would never, yeah, I wouldn't advise someone to change themselves or to like fake who they are in the beginning to reel someone in and then like yeah. let your real self out <laughs> yeah. or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think that dating, if you're single and actively dating and trying to meet someone, I think it's a very unique type of social experience. And mm-hmm. I think the things that you would be doing to improve that would also just improve your social experiences overall. Like if you're someone that like is a little bit, you know, some people have, um, get a lot of anxiety, like when they don't hear from someone right away or, Mm -hmm. or things like that. And if you're projecting that onto a guy and like blowing up their phone when they just happen (laughs) to be busy or whatever, like you might also be doing that to friends, like working on some of these things. I mean, that's just one example, but working on some of these things internally for yourself is probably going to improve all of your relationships. So like, I don't know, I just feel like everyone should always be self-improving. And I think a lot of that self-improvement would also help in dating, but I do think it's important to think about like, am I doing anything on these dates that maybe I wouldn't be doing elsewhere. Like, am I showing up, you know, like frazzled and stressed, or am Mm -hmm. I like coming across this way in a message? Like just reflect on it a little bit and think like, is this the best version of myself that, you know, I would give to a longtime friend or whatever. And if not, like, why not? I don't know. I think there's just a lot of reflection on every level that people could be doing. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. And like one, one thing I see a lot on Twitter, like in, in screenshots of messages, people post is like kind of like a, a very abrasive type of personality that seems, I, I don't know. I feel like I see that more and more and like the messages that I see people sending, I'm just like, Oh, like that came off really abrasive or unnecessarily aggressive. And and some people think they're being cute and playful and joking, but like someone, someone who does not know you at all, they have no context for who you are as a person. So if they're just going off of this abrasive sounding message, or you're kind of like poking at them a little bit too much in the name of being funny, like 
these are just qualities that are going to be off-putting to a stranger. So I think that's something worth thinking about, you know, yeah. like, like you and I, Sarah, like, you know me really well. And like, you know, I can, I can say things to you and I, you know, to not take it personally. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone who just meets me doesn't know any of that. So yeah. you kind of have to also factor in, this is a stranger and, and you want to just be really careful. You're highlighting the best parts of yourself. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, I think some of that abrasiveness, at least in my experience, because I've probably been guilty of this at times, I think part of it comes from just being so fed up with online dating and like automatically assuming the worst about whoever you're talking to. Like, well, they probably meant this this way. So I'm going to respond like this. And like, that's natural. That happens. Online dating is so exhausting. Trying to hold conversations with people who are terrible at it is exhausting. But if that's how (laughs) you're feeling, like take a break, like nothing is raw. I don't know. I think people just need to gain a little bit more self-awareness. And if you're starting to feel that way, just even like a three or four week break, at least for me can make a lot of difference. Like just, Mm. you know, giving myself a little bit of distance from the apps and those types of conversations. I feel like I come back to it refreshed and ready to like uh, put my best self forward so and exuding like a more positive energy yeah not like yeah. always assuming the worst about it yeah. I'm talking to because I've definitely been guilty of that but again I have the the self-awareness to know like oh it's time to step away because I could be overlooking people that otherwise I might have given a chance to um if I was yeah. in a better mood so yeah so yeah. if you're not if you're not sure if you maybe should be making some little adjustments to your messaging style or your communication style. One suggestion I have is take a screenshot and, or or a few screenshots actually of a conversation and just send it to a friend who, you know, will be really honest with you and just ask for their advice and tell them like, I want you to be honest. Mm -hmm. I will not get mad at you. Like you have my permission to be honest and, and get a few different perspectives because I think we might be surprised at how we are coming off to someone else like we know we're well-intentioned and we're trying to act a certain way but um, we don't always know how it's being received so get input from people and first of all don't be mad at them if they're honest and like that's not fair to them but listen to what they say because I I think a lot of people are very dismissive of the advice they get like sometimes you have to listen to what people say even if you don't agree with that so anyway to sum up I don't agree with the stance that you should never change a single thing about yourself. There are times we all have improvements. Yeah, agreed. Um, And while we're on the topic of controversial ones, I will just get mine (laughs) out of the way. Um, I also have one that might be somewhat controversial. So I think a popular trope in the, you know, dating advice world is you can't expect someone else to love you unless you love yourself. And Mm. I feel like that gets a lot of pushback and people are like, you know, if you have mental health challenges or low self-esteem or whatever, like that's not fair to expect to love yourself all the time or every day. Like you're still worthy of love. And like, while I agree, (laughs) like I agree with what those people are saying. I also don't really think that's the point of that stereotypical advice like yeah Mm -hmm. maybe it's worded in an oversimplified way or whatever but I personally think there is some truth to like if you don't generally like yourself or your life 
especially your life, you are not going to find a good partner. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not saying you have to think that you're perfect or that you can't be working on things. Again, everyone should always be self-improving. Like we all have things we need to do better at. And sometimes relationships can bring out those things. Like I, I find myself having challenges with a person I'm dating that I would never have with a friend because there's just different, like different expectations there and whatever. So we're all always, we should always be working on ourselves. And yeah, I don't think anyone needs to wake up every morning. Like I love myself. I am the (laughs) greatest like person that ever existed. Like, obviously you're still allowed to have low self-esteem at times or, you know, be having mental health challenges and things like that. But the way I take that advice is like, if you don't at least think highly of your intentions. Like if you don't think that you're working on yourself, if you're not proud of the progress you're making in life, if your life doesn't feel exciting and interesting to you, what are you going to talk about with people (laughs) that you meet like through dating? If you, or if you're like a negative person, yeah, like, like what energy are you bringing to your dates? Yeah. If you just don't like, if your life is not equally enjoyable without a partner as it might be with it, then like, what, what version of yourself are you putting forward? Like if you're just miserable all the time, or you think that a relationship is going to like complete you or finally be the thing that makes you happy. That's just not a way to live. Like, first of all, what if you never find that is your just whole rest of your life going to be miserable. But also like, if you do meet someone that you're interested in, like, what are you going to talk to them about if you don't enjoy your life? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think that, I think that that the core of that stereotypical advice is actually good in my opinion. And I think the pushback Mm -hmm. that it gets is actually the bad advice in my opinion. I'm sure other people will disagree, but I think generally if you can't, And like, obviously, especially the last couple of years, a lot of our lives look different. We can't do Mm -hmm. exactly the same amount of fun things that we used to do before. Like, of course, things are going to be a little different, but in general, overall, if you're not proud about the way your life is progressing or you don't have interesting hobbies or like, you know, something to talk about, something to fill your life with, if you don't have strong friendships in your life, like outside of the dating world, what are you bringing forth to appear interesting to others? Like, I don't know. I just, I think you need to like your life overall. Obviously there'll be room for improvement and things you wish could be different and, you know, new goals to always strive for. But if you're not generally pleased with the way your life is moving forward, then you probably should take a little time and work on yourself Mm -hmm. before putting yourself out there. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy of love (laughs) or that like, if you met someone organically that you shouldn't pursue it or whatever. But I just think if you have that much work you need to be doing on yourself, that's where your energy should be going. Not necessarily towards being on dating apps for two hours a day. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And I, and I think also on, on another practical level, if you aren't happy with your life, uh, you know, or if you're just an unhappy person, again, you, no one is saying you don't deserve love. Like that's not what we're saying at all. Um, but I think when you're in that bad place, 
you're way more susceptible to picking the wrong partner because you're Mm -hmm. going to feel, you're going to basically be desperate for anyone to fill a void in your life. And so it's actually not great for you to go into dating with that attitude because you're way more likely to ignore red flags, to make allowances for behavior that you don't like and to pick someone that's incompatible with you. And because of that, you're also more likely to get into a relationship that will end down the road Mm -hmm. because you were never a match to begin with. And so you're actually wasting your time by getting into these relationships when you're not happy you've you're you're settling and it's gonna end anyway so yeah don't don't waste like six months of your life um on someone that's not a good match for you but that all starts from being really happy with yourself and with your life so that you're not just desperately looking for someone to date yeah and that doesn't mean that you have to be the most positive upbeat person that ever lived like (laughs) you know I'm pretty sarcastic I'm pretty cynical like those are parts of my personality and I think I am a better match with people who understand that and can find that a little funny or a little endearing Mm -hmm. or whatever but that doesn't mean that that's the vibe I bring to every single social interaction that I yeah. have. Like, like I, there are aspects of my life that I'm really proud of or really happy with. I, you know, try to fill my time with fun things. I try to travel when I can, like I have things I can be excited about and things I can talk to people about and hopefully appear interesting and all of that. So I'm not saying like, you have to be the most positive thinking, <laughs> like happiest person. That's not what the I The most mean. interesting man in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm saying when I say you should be, you know, happy about your life or like more positive about where things are headed for you than negative. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I, I just think, yeah, like if you feel like there's that much work that you need to do on yourself, that's where your time and energy should be going at the moment, not to actively dating. Again, if you meet someone organically, cool, pursue that if it feels good. But there's a difference between meeting someone organically and putting in the excruciating effort that online dating takes. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think that that's where people's time and energy should go if they're overall not pleased with their life. Yeah, uh, agreed. So my next piece of bad advice, it it's you know those you know when you are dating someone and they have some quality or trait that you don't love and you talk to someone about it and the advice is well that's not a big deal I don't look for that in my partner or my partner isn't like that and we're fine so you shouldn't want this quality either (laughs) And I can't think of a way to neatly sum up this, what this bad advice is. So I hope that example helps you help the listeners follow what I'm saying, but basically it's bad advice to say, I don't look for something in a partner and therefore you shouldn't either. Um, And I get this not a ton, but it's come up here and there where, um, you know, for example, like it's really important for me to be with someone who can like get into deep deepish conversations. Like Mm -hmm. I really, I'm a really analytical person. I love talking about different issues, different topics. I like getting really into the nitty gritty of things and sort of like just really being analytical. Even if it's about a movie I saw, I like just taking things apart and discussing it. 
So it's, I have come to realize that that's really important for me as a partner. But sometimes when I brought that up, people have been like, oh, like, that's not a big deal. Like, it's not like me and my husband sit around analyzing movies. And it's like, good for you. Maybe you, maybe you don't (laughs) care to analyze movies. Like, that's fine. But I do. So I, I shouldn't have to take off something that's important to me just because you don't think it's important or like Mm -hmm. another time. um, I was talking to someone about like, I think I was seeing someone that wasn't all that funny. And, and I think it was like the same kind of thing. They're like, Oh, like, it's not a big deal. Like they might have other really good qualities and you know, like you have your friends you can joke around with, like, that's not such a big void in a relationship. And I was like, to me, it is, it's yeah. a very, it's a huge void in a relationship for me. If someone isn't joking around and sarcastic and, and for me, like my, my sense of humor is how I communicate. So Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't understand my sense of humor, like (laughs) we literally can't, we, we will not get each other. They won't get me. (laughs) So true. I can confirm. (laughs) Yeah. Like even when I talk about serious things, like I have to put a sarcastic twist on it. Cause that's like how I get my point across. So, but there are people who date the most serious straight laced people who are not funny and they're fine with that, but it's all about what each person values in the relationship. And so, you know, don't, don't tell people that they shouldn't prioritize something just because you don't. Yeah. And I actually think that relates well to one of the tweet responses that we got when we asked if other people had experienced bad dating advice. Um, Anna Hopeful responded and said, um, when people tell her your expectations are too high or you're too fussy or picky, like that, that really bothers her. And I agree. And like, obviously that one is a little bit case by case, like some people's, I will say I occasionally (laughs) will encounter someone whose expectations are like through the roof. And it's like, you can look for whatever you want, but you need to recognize you're describing a human being that probably doesn't exist. So, and usually those are related to looks. Like the looks, expectations some people have is ridiculous. Exactly. But for the most part, a lot of people that give this advice of like, you're being too picky or whatever. First of all, I've noticed that almost always comes from people who have been in long relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Not always, but it often does. And it's like, yeah, just because you've been with someone for 10 years and you've worked through a lot of challenges with them and whatever, and you know that relationships like are hard work and no one's going to be perfect. That's not what I'm saying when I say that someone being funny is important to me or like, you know, that there's core personality traits that are a better match for some people than others. And yeah, I think people tend to dismiss that a lot of times and just say like, your expectations are too high or whatever. And again, people can look for whatever they want. Is that going to narrow down the field? Sure. Mm -hmm. But just like, you know. I, I think most people would have a preference on, you know, a wide variety of things that are deemed acceptable. Like, why is it a big deal if, you know, someone wants someone funny or wants someone, you know, open to traveling or want, mm-hmm. you know, like specific things. If that's the best match for your life, you can search for whatever you want. Like people can have deal breakers about whatever they want. It's going to narrow the dating pool. Sure. But that yeah. doesn't mean that the person is being you know, too picky. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like, like I said, I feel like oftentimes that advice comes from people in super long-term relationships, which have 
their own set of challenges. And it's like, I don't think it's a fair comparison. Like, I don't think it's fair to say like, oh, my husband and I don't do this. Yeah. Like you also have two kids. You've been together for a decade. (laughs) Like, yeah, your relationship is going to look a little bit different than the way I would prefer mine look. And that's not a dig at their relationship, but I I just think people make a lot of false comparisons and they, Mm, and as we said at the beginning, it's well-intentioned. Like they're, they're trying to be like, they want to see their friend happy and they want their friend to understand, like, you can still have this great life and great Mm -hmm. relationship. Even if this person doesn't do that, like it's well-intentioned, but it's not, that doesn't mean it's fair or right. And I agree that it's bad advice. Yeah. And and I think that's a really good point that it's a, it's a false comparison. Cause I remember like a few years ago, I was complaining to a friend that the guy was seeing, like, we weren't having that much sex and they were, and so they were like, well, you know, like that it's not a big deal. Like the frequency you're having sex isn't, isn't unreasonable. That's like me and my long-term partner aren't having sex that much either. And I was like, you've been together for years. I've been seeing him two months. Like it is not a comparable situation. So yeah, I I think it's true. People look at their long-term relationship when a lot of the things have kind of settled down, but I always put it back to them like, okay, but when you were two or three months in, how were things then? Because mm-hmm. that's the, that's the real comparison. Um, yeah. So yeah. So if you're trying to tell someone that a certain thing they're looking for is unreasonable, try to put it into, in the context of that person and, and who they are. So like, if you know, someone is really passionate about music, they love music, they play four instruments, like whatever. And they're telling you, it's really important to, to me to be with someone who is passionate about music. Like don't tell them to ignore that because that Mm -hmm. is a big part of who they are. Like, I don't, it wouldn't be important to me to date like a musician, but you know, if that is really important to someone and if it's a, it's a big part of who they are and what they enjoy, uh, I think we need to be more understanding, even if it doesn't align with our own set of criteria. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Um, along the lines of things that we often hear from people in long-term relationships, one of (laughs) the things that frustrates me most, and again, I feel like this one often comes from people who have been with their partners for a long time, but I feel like when people complain about modern dating, online dating, you know, whatever it is, there's this type of advice that's like just have fun with it like uh, just, just just and it's like uh, no that is it is literally not fun to me and no, no amount of like just be more positive just have fun with it like and no, no amount, amount of free drinks yes I would rather pay for every single drink I ever buy for the rest of my life and not <laughs> As opposed to having to sit through some of these excruciating, not even in-person dates. Like I've been on plenty of boring in-person dates, but it's not even the dates that wear me down when I'm online dating. It's the conversations leading up to the dates. Like it's the, all the effort that goes in most of whom you're never even going to meet. Like it's the trying, it's the mental back and forth of like, they kind of fell off their message. I was interested in them. Should I message them again? Should I put myself out there again? And then you do. And then sometimes it's effective, but usually it's not like, it's just like the (laughs) constant exhaustion. And that will never be fun to me. Like I, I am someone that has 
a fairly limited amount of social energy. And I do enjoy socializing. I like going out and doing things with people, but I want to spend that social energy on people I already care about. Like, I don't want to waste that on a boring conversation with a mediocre man (laughs) that I'm never (laughs) going to see again. Like that, it is draining to me to actively date but it is a means to an end. Like you obviously aren't going to meet someone unless you're trying. So you do have to try, but it is for many people, a means to an end. It is not a fun process. (laughs) It is not enjoyable. I would rather be home alone than doing this. And if I am going to be out, I'd rather be out with friends. Like Mm -hmm. that's just always going to be the reality for some people. And I think a lot of people that say this, they fall into kind of two camps and that these camps like overlap a lot, but <laughs> either they're massive extroverts that love, mm. genuinely love meeting new people and like love talking to people and just really getting to know anyone. Yeah, and yeah. that's fine. There are some people that enjoy that and that's great for them. And they do find dating like genuinely enjoyable, even if the date itself is not great. They love the process of getting to know so many new people. That's great for them. That's not me. But or they have been with their partners a long time. And when they think about like dating or the act of dating, they're imagining our like college days or young Uh, 20s where you're like partying all the time (laughs) and it's so easy to meet people and everyone is like fun and wild and crazy and like and everyone is attractive at that point yeah everyone is just like it's just an adventure all the time (laughs) and like that is what they're thinking of they're thinking Mm -hmm. of their like crazy fun ridiculous stories (laughs) of like all their funny hookups and whatever back in the day and like that is not how dating is now. Like it is no, not, not as an adult. It no. is not a fun time. And like, I have several friends who give this advice and they have tried online dating. Like they, at one of my friends actually did meet her husband that way. They've been together a really long time now, but it was like the early stages of online dating. And so like, it's not even like they've never experienced online dating but first of all the swipe apps are a different ball game than yeah. like the websites ever were but yeah. also like again when everyone is in their young 20s it's all about fun and if you mm-hmm. happen to meet someone that was a good fit for you you got lucky but everyone was just out for a good time and <laughs> no one is bringing like baggage no one is like worn down from yeah. like life or from dating or whatever it's just a different vibe and and also you have a lot more in common at that stage like yes. making conversation oh, so making it's conversation so is 10 times easier because automatically like you're all in university you have maybe classes friends in common you're at the, you're at a kegger like you know you're yeah. talking about how, how bad the beer is like yeah it's just so much easier to make conversation than it is with two strangers who are 30 who've never met and different life stages and like it bothers me because I feel like no amount of trying to tell people like no you don't understand this is not fun like even sharing some of the like harassing messages that Mm. you get or like the bad experiences like they I feel like cannot get out of their mindset of like but dating was so fun for me 10 yeah. years ago, or like, I miss <laughs> dating. I wish I could like meet new men now. Like it, 
just because you would like to spice up your yeah. like just because your marriage really sucks like doesn't mean that this is a fun process for everyone and again there are some major extroverts that genuinely love mm-hmm. dating and that is great I am happy for you like find <laughs> enjoyment wherever you can but the vast majority of us at least that are dating on mostly online in our 30s for most of us, it's not an enjoyable experience. It's a means to an end. And I get yeah. so tired of this, like, just have fun with it. Like, I won't, I will not. Like, it is impossible. So, I know. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're like, if you're listening to this and you're like, but that's, that's my go-to in supporting my single friends. I'm trying to get them to look on the bright side. Like if you're wondering what to say to them, My suggestion would be don't say it's fun because as Sarah has very well explained, it's not fun. Maybe for some people it might be fun, but no, it's not a universal given that it's fun. But so I think it's, it would be really nice um, as a single person, it would be nice for me to just hear, you know, I get it, or maybe I don't get it, but like, I hear you. It sounds really rough out there. It sounds Mm -hmm. tiring and time consuming unfortunately you kind of have to do it to meet someone it is a means to an end as Sarah said um so yeah it's tiring but I think it's just a process you have to go through to meet someone and Mm -hmm. I think just just say call it like it is you know yeah don't don't pretend it's fine yeah I would rather you just like tell I would rather you make me feel heard or like yeah yeah, that sounds really rough or whatever. I'd rather you make me feel heard. Even if I know that you don't, you're never going to understand this experience. Yeah. I hope like I yeah, hope you yeah. don't find yourself single suddenly and have to understand this experience. Like I know you'll never fully get it, but I would rather just be made to feel heard and supported and whatever than yeah, this like, oh, just look on the bright side. Like, yeah. no, this is, of the time, a terrible process. And the 5% of the time that you do have those good dates that leave you feeling energized, even most of those are not going to go anywhere, which is also (laughs) soul crushing in its own way. So So, yeah, it's it's almost like a red flag when it first date goes way too well because you're like oh he like love bond me I'll never see him again yeah it's like oh (laughs) that was the best date I've had in two years can't wait for this to crash and burn in like three weeks so yeah yeah. um yes it's just not it's a soul crushing process and if your friends are saying that like if you think there's things they could actually improve on Mm -hmm. about their like things we've mentioned before about like their messages or maybe the way they portray themselves on dates like if you have constructive feedback, then actually, you know, for sure give that. But if your feedback is just like, have fun with it. Dating can be so fun. No, for a lot of people, it can't just please stop saying that. Yeah. And related to that, I actually have an example. Uh, So my, my married friend, um, she was telling me I needed to date more and blah, blah, blah. And generally her advice is good. And obviously it is well-intentioned, but she was comparing me to her other single friend. And she's like, I I was saying, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't really have time. I don't have the energy. And she was like, but like, you know, Katie does it. Like she's always out there on dates and she's met so many guys and like, she's made the time for it. All right. Here's the difference between me and her friend, Katie. I work very long hours. It's just the nature of my career. It's fine. I'm not complaining about it, but it's a fact. Mm -hmm. Her friend, and I say this with love and zero shade, 
is a struggling actor. And so she has a lot of free time in the day. She is not working an office job. She's not going in nine to five or nine to seven or whatever. Like she has a pretty chill life right now. And, uh, you know, I'm not diminishing her hard work or saying it's easy to be a struggling actor, but she just, she doesn't work as many hours as I do, not even close to the same number of hours I do. And so I pointed that out to my friend. I was like, that's not a, a, an accurate comparison because she has more hours in the day to devote mm-hmm. to dating. I have like maybe two free hours per evening. So no, I have to be way more selective about mm-hmm. who I'm talking to, who I'm going on dates with. I don't, I literally don't have the time to be out there meeting all these people that I'm probably incompatible mm-hmm. with. So again, when you're telling your friends to like put themselves out there and make time for dating, try to be realistic and factor in how much free time they actually have. And like, nobody should have to give up a hundred percent of their free time just to date. Yeah. Uh, like her, like her friend Katie could spend like six hours of her day dating and she'd still have a few hours of free time, you know, like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of how I break it down. And like, that's sort of how I explained it to my friend. And she, she did understand. She's like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's not the same situation. So yeah. Like just be mindful that we usually have busy lives. We don't have all this time to be dating. Yeah. And again, to my earlier point, if your life isn't busy and full and, you know, interesting on its own, then what are you even going to use to meet people? Like, what are people even going to be attracted to like about you? If you don't have, you know, hobbies or like a job you care about, I'm not saying everyone has to love their job, but like, you have to have some interesting things to put forth in dating. And yeah, I feel like by our age, like if you do have lots of free time, it's smart to fill it with dating. But if you, if you don't have that free time, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like if anything, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. it means like, you know, hopefully it means things are going fairly well for you or whatever, but, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. All right. The next piece of bad advice that I think we've all heard at some point is, uh, you will find someone when you're least expecting it. Oh my God. Uh, so before I, this was, oh, that's funny that you say that. Cause it was also on my list and it was <laughs> also a Twitter reply from Jem is in London. So clearly oh, this mm. one is really striking people the wrong way, but <laughs> and yeah. we are all hearing it far too much. Yes, I mean, like, I don't even have much to say about this one because it's just like, no, that is literally untrue. Like, yeah, yeah occasionally that can happen for people where you just, meet someone like totally randomly, right? but 99% of the time that is not what is going to happen. If you want mm. to find someone, you do have to try. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, you just do. Yeah. And, and like, I think the, the underlying message might be that, um, you shouldn't be so desperate to meet someone. Like you'll find someone when you are in a good place and you're not like desperate and thirsty for a relationship like I'm being generous here but if that's what people mean okay I agree I I do think you'll you will find someone when you're not like giving off really desperate vibes but I do not agree that if you are actively looking for a partner and you're actively dating then 
that somehow it means you're not going to get it anymore. Like that's not yeah, accurate or fair. No, and not. I also, you know, what bothers me too is like, I think it's just unfair because what if I want to be looking for somebody? Like, why should I, I don't want to just sit back and hope for the best and hope that something happens. Like, I don't think people should be faulted for putting themselves in the driver's seat and putting themselves out there. So I, it, it actually really bothers me about that message because you would never say that to someone who's like actively job hunting, you know, right? <laughs> right? You'll like, find a new job when you least. <laughs> Or like if someone is actively working out and eating healthy or actively taking up a new hobby, like we encourage people to take control of their lives and, you know, push themselves in the direction they want to go. So, so don't shame, shame someone who is putting themselves out there, going through all this shit only to tell them like, oh no, the reason you're single is because you're, you're working hard at it. Yeah. And like, that is different. It's different to tell someone like, Hey, you seem like you could use a little bit of a break or Mm. whatever, like, like gently suggesting that someone take a step back for a bit or like, you know, just refresh their mind or whatever. That's, that's good friend advice, I think. But yeah, this like, it'll happen when you least expect it. That's, just ridiculous and untrue. Like, like I said, I don't even have much to say about it because it's just false. Like, and I think, again, I think it's well-intentioned. I think it's meant as like a, don't stress over this. Like, don't Mm. make your whole life this. Cause I, I have seen people throw themselves so hard into dating that it does consume them and they start Mm. to become like a worse friend for it and whatever. And like, obviously that's another extreme, which again, I think as a friend, you're within your right to say like, Hey, you might want to like take yeah. a break or like leave some time for your friends or whatever. But that's not the advice I'm talking about. Like yeah. I, it, this whole, it'll happen when you least expect it. No, no, it, <laughs> it literally will not. So yeah, you know, I, yeah. No, I, I agree. That's a a terrible one. Um, and and if you think someone is giving off desperate vibes, like say that honestly, Mm -hmm. say it a bit nicer, but like, if that's really your underlying message, find a different way to convey that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, my, my next one is actually unlike a lot of the other advice I've mentioned, I feel like this next piece of advice actually comes from people who have dated recently and who have experienced online dating. Mm. And it is when people are like, the apps are terrible. I just, just get off of them. Like, I just don't even, why are you even on the app? It's never going to work. Like, okay. (laughs) First first of all, this, and I feel like the reason I mentioned this one next is because like, I think it ties directly into that. It'll happen when you least expect it mentality of like, If I want to meet someone, I have to try to meet them. And I know that for me, this is does not apply to everybody, but for me, apps are the easiest and most likely way to do that. I yep. work in a female-dominated industry. I, I am not someone that really approaches strangers often in public. (laughs) Like I, because this isn't a Hallmark movie. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I just don't like, if I'm out again, I have like a limited social energy to spend. And if I'm out with friends, I want to catch up with friends or I want to do the activity that we came to do or whatever. Like I don't go out with the intention of meeting strangers. I have a lot of friends that do. I have a, a very close friend of mine has been like, devastated during 
COVID because even <laughs> like now that things have started to open back up, there's still a lot of like social distancing and whatever. And like, she can't just sit up at the bar and like meet random people. Oh, and like, like she loves talking to strangers. And again, like, cool. She could probably get by without apps. I'm not saying she's given me that advice, but like, I, like she could probably get by without apps. I cannot, because that is mm-hmm. not how I structure my life or my going yeah. out time or whatever. And okay. Yeah. Apps again, excruciating soul crushing, like online yeah. dating is the worst. Yep. And if you can't handle it, or if you find that you're happy or not doing it, then don't do it. Like that right. is, that is great advice for yourself. Like tell yourself it's okay to stop, but don't project that onto other people because it is what works for some people. And it is definitely what works for me. Like, even though the majority of my dates, like I said, are boring and not going to go anywhere, whatever. I've still met so many people over the last few years that I never would have crossed paths with any other way. Like we don't, we don't like have the same social circles. We don't have the same hobbies. Like we Mm -hmm. just would be so unlikely to have ever crossed paths. And most of them, even the ones that are, were kind of like blah dates, most of them were pretty nice guys. Like I'm okay. I'm happy that apps gave me like, I'm happy when apps give me the opportunity to meet people that I wouldn't otherwise meet. I give them a chance. It's not a good dating match and we move on and that's fine. But I, I'm really grateful to apps personally, because I don't know how I would meet men otherwise. Like I really don't. And I feel like people are very critical of that. And I think that that is unfair and bad. Yeah. And, and I see it come up a lot when someone is venting about a bad date or a bad online dating experience, you know, so they're sharing that with you. And a lot of people's responses is like you said, they're like, why are you even bothering on the apps? Or like, you're on the apps. What did you expect? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, or don't, don't, I don't bother know. human decency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Like, you know, you, this is why you shouldn't bother with the apps. Cause this is the kind of person you'll come across. Like, like it, it tends to come up in response to somebody venting about a bad experience mm-hmm. which I also think is an extra layer of shitty behavior like this person is already hurting you know? yes <laughs> like this this person's already had to deal with crappy behavior so why are you being so so shitty as a person and like making them feel bad that it's their fault for going on the apps like that you know there is a time and place for that conversation if like you know like Sarah said like if if you sense someone is burnt out, they could use a break, whatever, but don't just straight up tell them like, don't get on the apps. Cause this is what you'll get. Like, that's so unfair. And yeah, people are entitled to expect decent human behavior when they go on the apps. It is not their fault <laughs> that they were on an app that they encountered a shitty guy. So right. yeah, it's like, it's, it's such an unfair response to someone who is trying their best and being proactive about their dating life. We should be applauding that and not judging them for it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, so my last piece of bad dating advice, it's generally any type of sweeping generalization that doesn't factor in the reality of being a single person in this day and age, because you often hear things like there are, I don't know what, like six billion people in the world and you're telling me that you're not going to end up 
meeting someone like that's ridiculous. There are so many people out there, you know, like, like that's just an example of a crazy generalization that is not rooted in reality. And because I'm like a very practical person, I feel the need to be like, okay, hold up. Like, first of all, 6 billion people in the world, half of them are women. <laughs> right. So like, they're out. This number, me. yeah, I I don't hear this <laughs> specific piece of advice too often, but this is so annoying. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll hear it like even, yeah, I've heard a few iterations of it. Some of it might be like, there are so many people in Toronto. Like you live in a huge city. Of course, you're going to find someone that is a good match for you. And so again, I have to be like, half of these people are women and a good chunk are married, a good chunk are under 18. So like, let's just, if we whittle all of that, let's filter out those people that narrows down my pool significantly. And then of these leftover single people in an age appropriate range for me, (laughs) who are men, like how many am I, how many are going to be interested in me first and foremost, how many will be compatible with me? Like, so when you really apply all of these filters, no, there are not that many eligible bachelors out there. So like, this, this kind of generalization, I, I cannot stand. Um, yeah. So I don't I, hear I, like, the, I don't hear the whole like 6 billion people thing often, but I do hear like, oh, you'll find someone eventually and, and things like that. And I also think that's bad advice. Like some yeah. people literally will not. And yeah. I think acting like just because you love your friend and you think they're amazing and you're confused why (laughs) you know other people don't see that or whatever I have plenty of friends um it's always my female friends why where I'm confused why they're single I'm hardly ever and I I, I, well I I have male friends that I'm confused are in a relationship yes (laughs) that happens a lot agreed but just because you love your friend and you see these great qualities in them and you hope that someone else sees them too at one point does not mean that they're guaranteed to find someone there are some people that just won't. And I think this, I don't know, I I feel like a a common phrase thrown around online these days is toxic positivity. And I think that's like a dramatic phrase. I think that's a dramatic (laughs) name for what this is. But I, I do understand that there is something bad about this unfounded positivity, like this, like, it'll all work out, or you'll Mm. find someone at some point sometimes it just doesn't. And that is part of life. And again, to my first point, that is why people should have, you know, full, complete, exciting lives that they like, whether or not there was someone, because you might not find someone or you might find someone and date them for a year or two. And then it still doesn't work out and you have to start all over. Like this happens all the time. And I just don't think that that those sweeping generalizations of positivity. I, that's just not good advice. And it's not always going to turn out accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the generalizations often contradict themselves, which is also (laughs) very annoying, bad advice because you hear like, it'll happen when you least expected, but then also you just have to put yourself out there, you know, like you should be available and, and be open to dating, but also like, don't be too desperate or you know, like be mysterious and have a full packed life. Like it's, there's so much contradictory advice. There's too many generalizations and they're just, they're often not 
based on the reality of what single people go through. So I can't stand it. You know, if you're trying to help out a friend and give them dating advice, of course, that's fine. That's what friends are for, but try to be a little realistic in what you're saying and give practical suggestions because these generalizations are, um, they're unfair, they're unhelpful. And sometimes they can just be hurtful to someone who's doing their best. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And I think, I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's important to just think through what you're actually saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. And again, like it is, I know well-intentioned you're saying this because these people are your friends and you care about them, but just think, is this actually helping? Is this advice? Yeah. Like, is this advice that they can implement mm-hmm. in their next chat or their next date? Yeah. Like, is this is this support that will make them feel heard and seen? Or is this just what I feel like I should be saying? Because if you feel like you should yeah. be saying it, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's the overall message of this episode. So. Yeah. If you're just trying to fill the silence, it's better to let the silence hang. Honestly, <laughs> Just don't say anything if you don't know yes. what to say. And if you don't know what to say, honestly, just say that. Be like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what to say. I wish I could help yeah. you. I wish I had advice. I don't, but I, I'm really sorry. Yeah. That um, is yeah. amazing. I'm here for you if you want to vent or, you know, if you live near them, like let's go get a drink soon and, you know, take your mind off it or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. So on that note, I think mm-hmm. that's a, a good place to wrap this up. Um, so if you have other examples of bad advice that you've heard, um, please let us know. And we also would be curious to hear some of your good advice that was actually suggested as a future episode. And I think, um, you know, I think that's something we would consider talking about in the future. So if you know any really good pieces of advice or things that you found helpful, definitely let us know that too. Yes. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye.